seats up here. Come on in. Come on in. Oh, my God. I so great to be part of the festival. I did comedy the other night as part of the festival, and I was hit on afterwards by this uh, much older man. Yeah, woo. Yeah, exactly. It's awesome. It's nice to know that my insure milkshake still brings the old boys to the yard. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. And like before the pandemic, too, like if that would have happened, I would have been like, ew, no. And now I'm like, ew, maybe. This younger guy I'm, and, and I are talking afterwards the other night, and he says to me, he goes, you know what? You look great. Stop it. He said, for your age. Yeah, he doesn't know what my age is, but it's okay. I said, you know what? That's such a nice compliment for your education level. Thank you. Thank you. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, man. Good to be here. So I actually spent 15 years in tech, a little bit about me. I was an executive in tech. Yes, hashtag lady business. Yeah, hey, which is exactly what I call my lady business. When I don't call it the C-suite, for obvious reasons. Yes, yes. And when I travel, people are, like, obsessed with it. They're like, oh, my God, what was it like spending 15 years as an executive in very male-dominated tech? Well, the last company that I worked for had this kind of fun little tradition where everybody in the company got names. Like the IT guys, they were the it guys. Yeah. The accountants were the Dobros. Yeah. And then I got excited one day because they finally came up with a name for the women in my business division. Mm -hmm. Brenda and Christy. And my name is Kathy. That sums up 15 years in tech. That's what that was. 15 years is a lucky number for me. Uh, I've been happily married for 15 years. Thank you. Um, it's weird because I've been married for over 20 years. <laughs> they can't all be equally happy. I don't make the rules. I don't. No, it's true. And that's a long time, and marriage is really hard. So, you know, ups and downs, of course. And, um, but I, you know, it's funny because when things got really hard and they did, like, I never considered divorce. Murder? Hell yes. Yes. I always know the married people in the audience. The married people in the audience are like, hell yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. Dial a murder. All right. We can do business later. The hitman. No, it's true. Absolutely. But I can't give him, like, all my stuff. Divorce is out of the question. Silicon Valley is expensive. No, no, no. Plus, too, what happens if I divorce my husband and he meets another woman, falls in love, lives happily ever after? I can't take that risk. No. No. But here's what happened after 15 years, well, okay, over 20, of being happily married. Yes, happily married. And two kids later, we did have two kids, two teenagers. They're a gift you can't return. Uh, nobody told me. Nobody warned me. Oh, my God. But here's what happens after so many years together is that your hormones change. So I'm at this place in my 40s where, like, my hormones are going crazy. Like, your PSA to the younger ladies, oh, my God. I am hungry all the time and horny all the time. Like, at the same time? True. Absolutely. And my husband will shoot me that look when the kids are out of the house, like, sexy time. And I'm like... I know you are not looking at me thinking we're going to have sexy time because you ain't got a damn sandwich in your hand. Go to the kitchen. Take care of business. He comes back. 
right, which is penis between two, you know, which is bread, and two slices of bread. Yes, yes, gluten-free because I believe in healthy eating. Creative. But it's true. Now my fantasy threesome, right? It's me, a hot guy, and a sandwich truck. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. But I'm also at an age, too, where, you know, what I want is very simple in life. I figured it out. I just need a guy dragon and to take me antiquing. And I just hope that those two never meet. Yes. Simple. Very simple. It's true. Ah. So I butt-dialed Lyft the other day. I don't know how I did it. I butt-dialed Lyft, the ride-sharing service that came to my house. They're like, did you call us? I'm like, I guess I did. It's like my dumb face <laughs> on the app. Yeah, I guess I did. And they're like, well, we got to charge you $5 for a no-show fee. Then I thought, you know what, $5, that's awesome. Because that is the cheapest butt lift my ass is ever going to see. Can't get better. And I learned, here's what I learned during COVID is that there's three levels of fitness. Three levels of fitness. There's fit, there's unfit, and holy shit, nothing fits. And I've been a couple of those at the same time. Easy, not a, not a problem, not a problem. But my husband, like, he's, like, super into fitness, and he gets me to the gym. I don't need it. It's a little much. But it's growing on me. It's totally growing on me because now I'm getting to track some really cool metrics. Like right now, for example, you guys, I'm tracking the number of steps I need to my goal of potential Silicon Valley asshole. I'm so close, you guys. Don't worry, I'll tell you about that later. So, um, kind of leave you with this thought. Um, I'm also at a place in my 40s where I realize that I look like I work at Target. <laughs> so every time I'm at Target, like people look at me. Go, yeah, she works here. And it doesn't even bother me that they think I work there. Because people in retail work there. But it bothers me a little bit that people look at me and they're like, you know what? That white lady looks like she knows where stupid shit is. <laughs> and you know what, you guys? They're right. <laughs> I do. I do. Like, I know near me in San Jose at the Target store, I know that the pregnancy tests are right next to the weed drug tests. But that can't stand. So here's what I did, ladies. I added some condoms, some condoms and plan B. Right, some music, some wine. And so I like to think of it as a value bundle for the ladies. Aisle 16, Cottle Road, San Jose. Tell them Kathy Guest sent you. Thanks, everybody. Keep making some noise for Kathy Guest, folks. Come on, give it up for Kathy. That was great. That was fantastic. Your next comic is, uh, is San Francisco's very own Dorian Trong, everybody. Give it up for Dorian. Giving it up. Hello, everyone. I, uh, you know, I'm a little flustered because I uh, got here late. Uh, I was signing a petition for anti-bullying. Yeah, thank you. But uh, I got to say, looking back at it, it's kind of stupid, you know? Like, what are you going to do? You're going to show up to a 13-year-old's home, like, with a list of names? Like, hey, stop having fun. Anyway, I <laughs> I, th I think the real the real reason I signed the petition is because, like, I, I remember how it felt to be, like, beaten up by a group of eighth graders, you know what I mean? It's a terrible feeling, uh, especially when you're 35. 
people don't help you when you're an adult and you're getting your ass kicked by kids. They just look, you know. It's funny, the whole time I was getting my ass beat, I was like, I'm going to get them back. I'm going to do it by fucking their moms. Except that was, uh, was, uh, was not e- as easy as I thought, you know what I mean? I could have done like a million other things, but that was the first thought I had. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to give it to their moms. But I just settled for their dads, you know, and a couple of uncles. Fine, fine. I'm I'm having trouble. I was having trouble uh, looking for a job, uh, so then I decided to lie on my resume, and I worked like a charm, guys. <laughs> you know, I mean, like all I had to do was say like, "Oh, I'm bilingual," and they just they just believe me. It's weird. That's how I got my job at here at uh, in the public defender's office. Whenever someone comes in uh, speaking a different language, I just use Google Translate, right? And then I type in there, I type in there, I was like, uh, if you ever come back, I'm going to call the cops. Yeah, I might not have a good job, um, but I am dating a white girl, which is uh, the American dream for, like, immigrants, you know what I mean? We still get into arguments, um, you know? Because of our cultural differences, like, some, I, I sometimes I just get so frustrated whenever we're at a restaurant and she ask the waiter like what kind of wines they have because we're in a Chinese restaurant. I was like we just ordered everything off the menu for like $10. Like why why would why do you think we would have they would have good wine here? It makes no sense. Makes zero sense at all. My girlfriend recently asked me to go uh, to therapy uh because she's tired of telling me what's wrong with me and she want to outsource it to someone else. And I don't want to go to therapy and it's not because of stigma you guys. I get I hear that a lot. They're like Men don't go to therapy because of stigma. And I don't think that's true. Because there's a stigma to public masturbation. But every public transit comes pre-installed with a pervert. Just like, mm, mm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure, like, sometime in their life, like, some guy's like, hey, man, what about the stigma? He's like, oh, I don't know. This just feels too good. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's an easier way to change your man, ladies, if you're uh, dating someone, and uh, it's, it's a lot cheaper. You just give him some pussy. That's that's all you need. Just microdose him a little. Like I can honestly see my own grandma like spontaneously combust in front of me, and I would be sad. But if like a nice lady came and was like, "Oh, you want some pussy?" You know, I'd be like, "I'll feel better immediately." I'll start walking down the street, whistling and shit. You know, giving that one of these dumb salutes. Anyway. But yeah, sometimes I, uh, sometimes I get into arguments with my girlfriend. It's always a bad idea, you know, because I always forget how good she is at it. You know what I mean? She got me like backpedaling, like I'm a president at a press conference. You know what I mean? Just like dodging shoes, like George, George W. I started saying shit that don't even make sense. I'm like, oh. it was locker room talk. You know, I wasn't looking at her butt. It was too small. I can't see it. And one of her friends was. Chime in, and she's like, oh, CNBC, you said your girlfriend was a bitch. And I'm like, fake news! Yeah, so I try to make it up to her after a fight. I take her to Daiso. You guys don't know what, you guys don't know what Daiso is. It's uh, it's like a 99 cent store, but like the Asian version of it. Uh, which also means it's classier, but not because of the reason you think. You know? 
Like the clientele is just a little better because in Daiso they just love to make you do math for no apparent reason. Like they, they clearly know that they're in the U.S., but they like to price everything in Japanese yen. You know, you get up to the front, they're like, "Oh, and it's three thousand yen equals a dollar and fifty cents, and you have seventy thousand yen. How much do you owe?" That's when you rob them. I'm just kidding. Like people don't rob. People would rob because you don't know how much the things cost. You know, like in California, if you steal like anything over like nine hundred twenty-five dollars or something, it's like a felony. Every time I look down my basket, I'm like, oh, this could be like five dollars or it could be like a million dollars. I have no idea. I have no idea. I uh, to get through my nerves right before I got here, I had period sex. Thank you, thank you. She was a slave. And I was a soldier from the Civil War. I said, uh, you're going to be fine, miss. You're going to be free in about five minutes. But right now. We didn't know if it was okay. She was like, oh, is it okay? Can we, can we do this? Is it all right? I was like, sure, babe, it's fine. You're white and I'm black. Totally fine. All right, that's my time. Let's bring uh, Alex back up here, everyone. Keep clapping for Dorian Trong, everybody. San Francisco's very own. You made him. You created him. Uh, not on me. Uh, your next act, everybody. Your next act, uh, please make some noise for Melina Best, everybody. Make some noise for Melina Best. Coming up to the stage, clap real loud all the way from Portland. How y'all doing tonight? Good. All right. So I took a Lyft ride to work the other day, and the driver was like, Melinda? I'm like, Melina? He's like, I think I gave you a ride before. I'm like, then why'd you get my name wrong, bitch? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? A little bit more about me. I I work in a dying industry. I'm a server at an old folks home. Most of the people I serve are regulars. Until they're not. Like <laughs> There's one resident, Edith. She has a habit of eating her placemat. I mean, I can't really blame her. The service is pretty slow. I was <coughs> taking my time uh, getting to a resident's table, and she said to her table mate about me, well, mentally challenged. <laughs> I mean, I would have preferred a tip <laughs> on a medical diagnosis. <laughs> the other night a resident wanted a fork I brought over a fork and she said oh I took one from the other table because I <laughs> didn't have faith in you I'm like 
lady, your days are numbered. So. <laughs> Last Valentine's Day, a uh, president wanted to give me a tip. Not a medical diagnosis, though. Call that. I declined, and he slipped me a hundred. I said, replace her mine. Like. Last Valentine's Day, a resident told me they were going to write me into their will. So I quickly grabbed a pen and was like, can we do this while you're still lucid? Like <laughs> my favorite resident, though, he's 102. I've adopted him as my second grandpa. He's like, maybe ease up on the affection. Like, don't visit my room every day. It was my birthday recently. Well. And so I told him as much, and he was like, I'll take the soup. <laughs> I mean, I might add he's hard of hearing. So I wrote it down, and he was like, he accurately guessed my age and asked how old I thought he was. I said 32. <laughs> Weird the fact. He said, I'll take the meatloaf. <laughs> Can't win them all, you guys. So I've been with my boyfriend for about 10 years. I'm a hopeless romantic, and he's a cat. <laughs> I got a tattoo of him. <laughs> I told him he had to get one of me. <laughs> we got to the tattoo parlor, but he pussied out. I mean, it is forever. <laughs> so I'm thinking my next tattoo will be of me with a tattoo of me. <laughs> but my favorite part about having this tattoo is the people who will look at it and be like, is that your cat? Yeah, like, <laughs> how rude would it be to have someone else's cat on my arm? I did a comedy show in Portland, and afterward a guy was like, you were funny. I was about to say thank you. And he said, in a good way. <laughs> I... I mean, I'm mentally challenged, so if I needed a clarification, he provided it. Um, a while back, I dated a human, as always. <laughs> and he said, no offense, but are you autistic? 
He said no offense. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. I'm not offended. Don't worry. I recently visited my grandparents and my mom said uh, tell your jokes to your grandma. And my grandma was like, I'm going to go hide in the closet. Right? That's what you... Uh, yeah, if you don't want to see my mom anymore. <laughs> Working on that one. Uh, I'll leave you with this. I... Um took another lift uh, and the driver was like have a good night and remember to wake up in the morning <laughs> thanks for the tip <laughs> I've been Melina Best have a good one Clap more for Melina Best, everybody. You know the drill. Fantastic. All the way from Portland. So funny. Uh, your next act, your next act is another San Franciscan, uh, has the most Italian name I've ever heard in my life. Uh, please give it up for Lorenzo Barberi Scaratico or something like that. It's close. <laughs> eh, I'm pretty close. <laughs> Clap some more for this guy. Come on. I'm not trying it again. As I promise, I'm not going to correct you on the way you pronounced it. I know it would trigger you a little bit. No, I'm kidding. kidding. Um, hey, everybody. Before I begin, I think you should know a little bit about the context as to why I'm doing this. So I'm a data scientist. I work at the kind of university that would probably fire me if they knew that I'm here tonight. Um, but I mostly do this because as a data scientist, I come across a lot of very um, provocative and shocking statistics. And I you know to try to make sense of it and learn how to tell people the truth without making them cry. I decided to try my hand at stand-up, right? So what I'm mostly going to focus on tonight is actually I'm going to talk about a breakthrough that I had at work this week. I think I finally figured out why gay guys hit on me. Okay, okay, actually, correct this because I'm sure one of the gay comics in the audience is going to stand up here and say, I find Lorenzo unfuckable. I have no idea what he's talking about. I'm not saying all gay guys hit on me. I'm specifically referring to, to the random dudes that DM me on Instagram, okay? See, I've been sharing screenshots of my Apple Watch after I work out as like my Instagram story because I don't really care about social media, but there's just enough of a pool to make me more consistent about the healthy habit of exercise. And the moment I started doing that, you know, people started DMing me, you know, because they were excited about the kind of workouts that I was doing. And uh, it's mostly dudes, right? And so recently I shared the results that I got from my latest body scan and, uh, and I discussed like I lost 2% body fat. Woo! No, really? No celebration? Like, you know, it's actually kind of difficult. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, and it was like, I gained four pounds of muscle, and most importantly, now the muscles in my body are apparently uh, perfectly And so this random dude DMs me. Yo, man, can you send me a picture? I want to see it for myself. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I just couldn't, like, make sense of this. But before I make fun of gay men's porn preferences, um, let me prove to you that I'm actually an ally of the LGBT AIQ plus community. I just want to make sure I don't get canceled, you know, for the joke I'm about to make. I'm going to prove this by settling, like, the debate, you know, that affects, I think, all men equally once and for all, which is that gay men have big dick energy, okay? 
And the reason as to why I know this is because data scientists have actually created a unique data set of all male porn stars. And then once they started categorizing them as gay male porn stars versus heterosexual male porn stars, they were able to then look at the statistic, right, of what is the average penis size of a gay porn star. It's half an inch bigger than a heterosexual porn star, which I think just objectively proves gay men have big energy, okay? Now that I put this out of the way, yeah, I couldn't make sense of like, why are all these men just DMing me on Instagram? And um, then I came across like another major data point this week that kind of clarified this for me. So apparently, straight guys is the fifth most popular porn category for gay men worldwide. I did not know that. I was like, this is so random, right? And I really couldn't make sense of this, right? But now I was like, okay, I get it. Like, it's part of the fantasy, right? Turning a straight guy, right? So I asked one of my gay friends, and I was like, what do you think this means? Like, I didn't even know this was a thing, right? And he just had to explain to me, like, no, Lawrence, you don't understand. Like, for us bottoms, it's very hard to find tops. And initially, I didn't understand what he meant until I looked at the data from Grindr, okay? So the ratio of bottoms to tops is 7 to 1. So the reason as to why gay men are desperate to turn heterosexual guys into conquest is because they're desperate from a purely a ratio perspective of tops to bottoms. And that's when it, it hit me. Oh my God, the reason as to why this is happening is not because I'm doing anything particularly strange to invite this kind of attention on Instagram. The reason as to why this is happening is because gay men you would think have the best sex life of all time and somehow, somehow evolution and nature still manages to screw you at the end of the day. Good night, everybody. Make some more noise for the horniest statistician you've ever seen. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man, your next act, everybody. He's here all the way from Massachusetts. Really good guy. Please make some noise for Joe Capinos, everybody. Give it up for Joe Capinos. Keep clapping even more. Keep going over your host, Alex, everybody. Wow, that that was, yeah, you're like, he's not doing that great. I thought he was doing fantastic. Apparently not everybody else thought so. Uh, I was also like, I'm stoked because Alex actually asked me how to pronounce my last name. Uh, and most people don't tend to do that, and they'll just always get it wrong. Like, I admit, I have terrible handwriting. And one time I put my name on a list, and someone, rather than asking what it was, they just assumed they knew what it was. They're like, coming up next to the stage, your next comedian, Joker Penis. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, that's not it. And then apparently it stuck. <laughs> Everybody loved it, and uh, I stopped going there. So, <laughs> uh, have y'all heard the phrase? Uh, or there, there are two guarantees in life. Do we all know the two guarantees in life? Okay, okay. What, what are the two guarantees in life? Death and taxes. I went to a, a local uh, comedy show out in Rhode Island uh, not too long ago. I found out there are three guarantees in life: death, taxes, and if you give a middle-aged straight white man a microphone, he will complain about his marriage. A lot, yeah. Uh, I should have, I should have kind of like figured it out from the get-go. You know, like looking at the flyer, they had like quintessential names that you would have guessed they would have been misogynistic. It was like Mike Hockey, peaked, <laughs> peaked in high school, Peter. Like it just kind of had those vibes about it. But like they complained about like the dumbest shit. To be honest, you know what I mean. Like one of the guys was like, "Oh, ever since I got married, my wife started making me wash my balls." I was like, dude, what were you doing before? Like, did you just, you just thought the dribble down from the shampoo was good enough? 
you could tell what kind of guy he was because he was like, oh, I like using those three-in-one, uh, you know, sh- shampoos. You can, uh, you can wash your body, your truck tires, and brush your teeth. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of energy. Uh, <laughs> one of the other guys complained, but he was like, oh, ever since I got married, I can't just jerk off wherever I want to anymore. Then I got to jerk off in the laundry room. I was like, bro, you haven't been a renter in a while, have you? I was like, you have a fucking laundry room, my dude. I would wish I could jerk off in my laundry room. If I do that, it's at least two days in jail. That's guaranteed. Like, my laundromat doesn't let me do that. (laughs) Crazy stuff. Uh, I, uh, just to let everybody know in the room, uh, I do identify as emo. I don't know if that was clear or not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was walking down the street. Someone was like, hey, those are like the tightest jeans in San Francisco. I was like, yeah, I got to keep up the aesthetic. <laughs> he was like, how are your balls? <laughs> not good. I was like, I'm practically pegging myself right now. It's not <laughs> it's not the best time. Uh, but I am, uh, I would say I'm a bit of an aging emo at this point. I had to get rid of the Vans for these like Adidas geriatrics. I needed, I needed the support. Uh <laughs> I went to the doctors, uh, so I turned 30 not too long ago, and I went to the doctors because I started experiencing lower back pain. Yes, I think it's collective. I don't, I'm glad I know it's everybody. I don't remember when I signed the lease on the body. It was just like, as soon as you turn 30, your back's going to explode. And I was like, that sounds fantastic. Sign me up for it. Um, and I went, to, so I went to the doctor, I was talking about it, and her diagnosis was, I shit you not, her diagnosis was uninterrupted sitting. I was like, yeah, I've never had somebody medically call me a pussy before. Like, that's that's interesting. Uh, I uh, I have a job. You can clap it up for employment. That's cool. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, I work at a community college, uh, so I guess I would also kind of consider myself a, a corporate emo about it. Um, yeah, being a corporate emo means that I just uh, I don't cry over girls anymore. I just cry over paperwork. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. If you work in a corporation, get it. It's like. Uh, I was trying to I was trying to hand in one of my reports the other day and I was looking for it on my laptop and I couldn't find it and I was starting to get stressed and I couldn't find it, couldn't find it. My brain just naturally went, Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> the Excel spreadsheet. It was just <sighs> I audited my files, I just couldn't find it. It was it was a very stressful uh situation. Uh we got any couples out there? Couples clapping up yourselves? Yeah, woo, you can be excited about that. It doesn't have to be depressing. Uh yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a relationship. I'm in a, a polyamorous relationship. We're all familiar with that. Yeah. <laughs> this guy gets it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm in, uh, for those who don't know, I'm in a polyamorous relationship, which means she has a girlfriend and I got a high five for the attempt. She gets way more pussy than I do. That's that's for sure. Um <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> She's also uh, pansexual. Do y'all know what pansexual means? Yeah, that means she will fuck anybody. Anybody who buys her food first. That's that's what it is. I found out if you buy her pupusa, she will pupusa her pussy. That is, we don't like Mexican food up here? That's cool. All right. Uh, I am not a big fan of uh, advertisements. Uh, I was driving by a dispensary uh, back in, in Massachusetts, uh, and it said, uh, INSA, marijuana for real life. Like, as opposed to what? I don't know if Zuckerberg's doing some new shit. What is he working on? Like, Crypto Kush? You buy that blockchain bud or 
those NF terpenes. You buy it now, it's not as worth, not worth as much as it was later. You can't smoke it, you can't do anything with it, but yeah. Um, I thought NF terpenes would have done a little better. That's all right. I thought it was there. I thought I had it. I was like, yeah, like that's flattering. Terpenes. Uh, everybody knows what terpenes are. Right. Uh, <laughs> ladies, where you at? You out there? Clap it up for yourselves. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Y'all ever been uh, catcalled before? Yeah, it's not the best, right? Yeah. Uh, have y'all ever uh, been catcalled and then heard, ugh, never mind? Yeah, I would argue that's way worse. <laughs> and here's the thing. It's a confusing thing for me because I don't understand it. It's like my ass is still the same. All right, I get it. You know, from behind, you saw the luxurious tress my hair in a sweet can. You're like, I'm trying to smash it. And then you got English Professor Dad beard, and you're like, I'm off this train. <laughs> and I don't understand the philosophical debate. What is it with Schrodinger's beard? Is the ass fuckable or not in, or in the presence or absence of the beard? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. I just want somebody to notice that I've been squatting. All right, guys. <laughs> that's my time. Give it up your host, Alex, everybody. Keep clapping for Joe Capinos, everybody. Make some more noise for him. Your next act is also coming here all the way from Portland. Please make some noise for Chris Lockridge, everybody. Get your hands, put, into, put them together for Chris Lockridge. Here he comes to the stage. Uh, hello, yes, uh, I'm Christopher. Um, I'm actually going by... Uh, oh, okay. Yes, I have the hiccups. Uh, as a fair warning, uh, I've made some terrible decisions today. Uh, and they've led to the hiccups. So before you feel too bad for me, I deserve it. Yes, my name is Christopher, uh, but I'm actually yeah, I'm actually going by uh, Christ. Because um, my name's Christopher Wright, so I feel like I can shorten that to where I want, right? My name, goddammit. I actually, um, my girlfriend and I split up recently. Um, and after we split up, everyone kept asking me why we would stop seeing each other. They said, like, oh, she was so nice. Why would you two quit dating? I guess to anyone who keeps asking me that, and to you guys, I'd like to ask you, would you continue da dating somebody that you had to support financially? Uh, somebody that was selfish? Somebody that was visually a six at, at best? She wouldn't either. Yeah, well, I'm about to I'm about to hiccup. Uh. Yeah, and after we broke up, it was kind of what she said to me that got to me. She said, "I think we should start spending more time focusing on ourselves." And I thought, "That's crazy. That's crazy." Because I've been doing that the whole time. So in a way, that kind of makes her the problem, right? In a way, how? Hiccuping. Yeah, um, do I... I look like I hate you. Do I look like I hate children? Okay, that's not the reaction I really wanted. Um, 
I'm gonna try that again. Um, do I look like I hate children? Do I look? Okay, I'm just gonna re retry that again. Do I look like I hate children? Oh, what the hell? What the fuck? Okay, well I'm gonna let you know that I actually have a kid. Believe it or not. Yeah. Island. Yeah, that's right. I've got a kid, and if people keep telling me that I look like I hate children, um, they're never gonna see their parents again. So, so that's on you. Uh, I actually just got back from I got back from California, um, relatively recently. I was in Por I, mean I live in Portland, and I came down here recently, but I was here to uh, take my grandpa to chemo. Um, yeah, he's had cancer for like 18 years. Uh, so at this point, he's kind of milky. But that's that's a long time to have cancer. Um, like every time I have something important going on, grandpa's got to go get more chemo. He's so selfish. And now he's got two kinds of cancer. All right. Well, I, you know, I, do you guys not feel pity for me? Yeah, oh. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, d has anyone in here? Oh. Has anyone in here ever been arrested? How about how about you? Yearly. Nearly. Ne ne you've near nearly been arrested. Yearly, okay. Yeah. How, how about you? Have you been arrested? Really. Okay, well, I Okay, I got arrested once. Um it was during everything that was going on in downtown Portland in 2020. I was out recording video footage. I was not protesting. I I was recording it. Um and uh there were a lot of people who got arrested downtown in Portland 2020 that did not deserve to get arrested. But I def definitely deserved to get arrested. Uh, when I got footage, um, of me getting arrested, uh, I thought I'm definitely using this footage for the trial. Uh, and then after I watched it, I thought I'm definitely not using this footage for the trial. Then the video footage, the police officer says, don't come over here or you're going to get arrested. And then my now ex-girlfriend says, uh, Chris, is that true? Can they arrest us? And then I said, no. We're good. <laughs> and uh, and uh, then they arrested us. Um, and actually, at the trial, I lost faith in the justice system um, because they found me innocent. And I was definitely guilty. 
Yeah, but I found this neat legal strategy I talked about with my lawyer, and I used it, and it was really effective. Um, and I recommend you guys use it too. Really neat strategy. It's called uh, lying on the stand. Yeah, I highly recommend you all use it. All right, I guess that's it for my time. I'm Christopher, but I'm going by Christ these days. Give it up for Christ with hiccups, everybody. That <laughs> I love how you were all on his side at first with the hiccups, and then you all turned on him unanimously. That was <laughs> I loved seeing that. That was incredible. Uh, your next act, folks, um, please uh, give a big warm welcome to Rhoda Gravador, everybody. Make some noise for Rhoda coming up to the stage. Hey. Hey, give it up for Alex and the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Yeah. So uh, my name is Rhoda, and I am 48 years old. Thank you very much. You know, every time I tell someone I'm 48, they always go, wow, you look your age. Any 20-somethings here tonight? Hello, good evening. How about my 30-somethings? Hello, you know what? How about we all pretend we're 30 tonight? Okay, one more time. Where are my 30-somethings at? Yeah, that's right. Give it up for yourselves. So I hate to break it to you, but some of you aren't going to make it to 40. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to brag, but I am a great mom. Thank you. I am a great mom because I don't have any kids. I am a dog mom, so yeah, thank you. So technically, that makes me a MILF. <laughs> thank you very much. I'm a dog mom to two pit bulls. Give it up for the pit bulls, guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. Both of them were cesarean. I, uh, I know you guys look at me and go, oh yeah, she's definitely a cougar going to comedy festivals, pretending to be a comic just so she can pick up on young men. Well, I am actually a panther, which is the opposite of a cougar. So I am 48, and my boyfriend is a corpse. Uh, who's on the dating apps here? Anyone? Dating apps? Yay! There you go. My one person brave enough to admit it. Thank you. Now I can tell the joke. <laughs> so uh, younger users are moving away from Tinder because uh, Tinder's long-term users are now in their 50s, but they're pretending to be in their 30s. Ah. And these long-term users are finding that they're getting matched with their aunts and uncles, which is great for Alabama. I, um... Who here lives in the city? Any city folk here? Hello? Right on, yeah. I actually, I live in Marin. I live in Marin because my boyfriend is white. Uh, <laughs> my boyfriend is a Russian Jew. I am a Filipino Catholic. And uh, Jews and Filipinos actually have a lot in common. Uh, you know, we're both late for everything all the time. Yeah, right? He runs on Jewish standard time, and I'm Filipino. <laughs> and we both take forever to say goodbye at parties. My boyfriend calls it the Jewish goodbye. I call it leftovers. <laughs> both Jews and Filipinos are well-known. See, 
He brings home leftovers all the time. <laughs> Both Jews and Filipinos are well known for a food that starts with the letter B. Jews have the bagel. Filipinos have the balot. Balot is a partially developed duck egg embryo, also known as Mitch McConnell's neck. Uh, both Jewish and Filipino mothers love using guilt. Do you know what the difference is between a Jewish mom and a Filipino mom? The New Testament. Both Jew uh, a Jewish mom would say to me, you put on some weight. A Filipino mom would say, oh my God, you're so fat over here, and you are also fat over there. Eat some more balot. Both... Uh, Russians and Catholics have a lot in common. Russians believe propaganda. Catholics believe the Bible. Catholics drink wine, representing the blood of Christ, and Russians drink vodka until they can taste their own blood. Putin, former Philippine President Duterte, and current Philippine President Bongbong Marcos have something in common. Duterte killed people who do drugs. And Putin kills people who, who, and bong bong, first he will steal your bling bling, and then he'll go bang bang. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I've been, uh, I've been taking a lot of naps recently, so I figured I should probably look into that. And it turns out that older adults who nap longer, more frequently, at a higher risk of getting Alzheimer's. Oh, give it up for Alex and the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Yeah, that's right. I am Rhoda, and I am 48 years old. Thank you. <laughs> I I think that Democrats and progressives should just embrace global warming, okay? Because if Louisiana becomes part of the Gulf of Mexico, then technically there are two less Republicans in the Senate, correct? And if Texas goes under, so does Ted Cruz. And if Alabama goes under, then daughters no longer have to give birth to their father's baby. Kentucky just passed a bill making it illegal for infertility doctors to impregnate their patients with their own sperm. It is still, however, legal to store the embryos in Mitch McConnell's neck. Anyone here remember a comic from the 80s named Andrew Dice Clay? Okay, here we go. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Because Mexico never built the fucking wall. Oh! Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jill got paid 30% less, so she kicked Jack down the fucking hill. Oh! Hush, little baby, don't say a word. Papa's gonna buy you a mockingbird. And if that mockingbird don't sing, it's probably dead. Oh! Mitch McConnell has a neck. E-I-E-I-O, and in his neck he kept dead puppies. E-I-E-I-O. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. 
If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it and you really want to show it, go fuck yourself. Oh, that's my time. Thank you very much. Make some more noise for Rhoda, everybody. Clap a lot. Uh, have a little pun, another little pun for you guys. Uh, does anybody here know what you call a talkative empanada? An empanada yada. All right, that's just fun. That's a laffy taffy joke. Your next act, folks. Uh, he's here all the way from Florida. Really nice guy. Really funny dude. Give it up for Chris Sanders, everybody. Make some noise for Chris Sanders. Thank you, Alex. Oh, you good, buddy? All right, there we go. This place has no insurance. Okay. Yeah, well, don't trip, don't fall, don't catch an STD in here, people. Um, Mr. Sanders, great to see you guys. Love mutiny. Uh, I have a horrible medical condition. I suffer from resting Tiger Woods face. That's what I suffer from. Green jacket, full moon, I might fuck your wife tonight. Watch out. Or British Robert Evans. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, my day job's I'm a teacher. I got to say, being a teacher isn't like any other job in America. It's nothing like a kid coming into kindergarten not knowing how to write their name, and by fourth grade, they're writing fuck off on their spelling test. It's, it's unlike anything. Oh, my gosh, Damien, your curse was fantastic. You're going to skip a grade. Not because you're smart, but because I'm terrified of you, right? Kids be shooting in Florida. I'm just saying, kids be shooting. Yeah, it's real. Yeah. Hey, I live there. You guys don't, okay? I may not make it to the 8th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Yeah, it's wild. Like, uh, when you're, like, a teacher, though, you're kind of like a second parent. Like, I had one kid who came to school. He didn't have shoes on, right? So I, during my lunch, I go to uh, the store, come back, give him shoes. He unboxes it, and he's like, you bought me shacks? What? Kills in Oakland. All right, anyway. Um <laughs> uh, so he's freaking out, but he, he's happy I got him shoes, right? So he puts the shoes on, and during recess, he tries to come up and you, you're a lovely lady. Like, if a kid hugs you, probably hug him back. Me, I look like Tiger okay? I don't need a second chance life. Anytime a kid tries to come up and hug me, I immediately run the other way. You know why? I'm trying to teach some boundaries to mean a thorough investigation. That's what I'm trying to teach him. Not going to see me in the newspaper. Chris Sanders love kids. No, fuck the kids. That's all right. Fuck their moms, though. I will fuck their moms in a second. Yeah, it's, there's no law against that, I think, right? Uh, who likes school? Who likes school? Anyone likes school? You went to school? All right, what's going on? Yeah, nerds unite. I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of kids, they hate school, right? They hate school because we forget that school is the box. But kids, they think outside the box. Case in point, I'm teaching uh, American history in fourth grade. We're doing a little lesson on American history. Quiz the kids. I go, why weren't slaves allowed to read? None of the kids raised their hand except Damien. Easy, Mr. Sanders. Slaves weren't allowed to read because if slaves could read, they would read books on magic and unchain their friends. That's out of the box thinking right there, I'll tell you that. You know? Like, I want to test them for gifted and autism that day. That's what I wanted to do. But that's not how slavery works. I just want you guys to know that's not how it works. Like, uh, but as a kid, you can't tell a kid he's wrong. It'll like traumatize him, right? And in Florida, he might shoot me. So, <laughs> so I go, Damon, you got a point. You know, 
if Blazing Magic, uh, we wouldn't have Harriet Tubman. We'd have Harriet Potter Tubman. That's what we'd have. Literally, this is the thing. I forget. Like, teachers are influential. The next day, he came to school dressed as Harriet Potter Tubman. He was on the playground. He went up to a white kid. For my next trick, I will make this white devil disappear. It was wild. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you brought a saw? What the fuck? Why'd you bring a saw to school? Why'd you bring a fucking saw? The Three Stooges cartoon? And then on top of that, I'm like, yo, can't be bring a saw to school. So I put him in uh, in school suspension, in school suspension, right? Pissed off at me. He turns around at me, pulls out a wand. He goes, Osio emancipationo. Like, I'm like, what? He's like, I'm trying to free all the niggas in uh, ISS. That's what we're trying to do. All right, all right. Look at him. I'm a nigga. I can say nigga. All right. Um, <laughs> you guys are fine. Uh, I'm broke. Anyone else broke in here? Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, I'm I'm super broke. I uh I just finished like having a roommate. I had a r I'm 33. I, I finally got my own place. Uh, and it's it's wild. Like I, I my last roommate was an aspiring influencer. Yes, on the lease agreement for her salary, she wrote 50k. Is that how much money you make? She's like, no, just how many followers I have. Like, exactly. What a broke bitch. Um, put money on there. Um, I see a light. Is that the light? I see like a light. No, we're good. Okay. Oh, it's traffic. It's traffic. Someone's putting their brights on me. Get off the stage. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it was wild. Like, you know, uh, you always have these weird roommate situations and she was like a nice lady. She was going to school for nursing. It's very typical in Florida, but she'd like be freaking out over her Instagram, like ruled her life. I'm in the kitchen one day, right? And, uh, I'm, I'm making food. I'm deep frying an octopus and she comes in. And she freaks out. She's like, Chris, oh, my God, I lost one follower. What the fuck? Oh, my God. I'm like, Katie, this is what happens when you don't do the dishes, okay? All right? You're worried about posts? How about you read the post-it notes I'm putting on your fucking bathroom mirror, all right? It's called social engagement. Uh, a lot of my guy friends, they're like, they wanna ha they, they're like, Chris, you got to have sex with Katie O'Donnell. Like she's hot. You guys, you cook dinner for her. Like you're very nice to her. You're, you know, she's eventually gonna bang you. I'm like, look, we have very clear boundaries. Katie has sex with other men. I vacuum my room for two hours. Very clear boundaries. Now someone said, aw. Someone was. <laughs> you want to get no pity pussy? Don't even no pity pussy. Even I give. I'll give you pity pussy after the show. That's what I'll do. All right, hopefully that was uh, you. Uh, anyway, uh <laughs> it was me with that unibrow, and they one ear higher than the other. Um, <laughs> all the women are beautiful. Anyway, um, but this is a cool thing, though. The great thing, thank you, is uh, we I, I get something cool out of it. It sounds sad, but the cool thing is anytime she has sex with a guy and he leaves stuff at the apartment, I keep the stuff. Yes. I have two new outfits and eight phone chargers. If you're like, Chris, what are you wearing today? I'm wearing the Nick from Taco Tuesday collection. That's what I'm wearing. And after the show, I'm selling merch. I'm selling eight phone chargers. So hit me up. My name's Chris Sanders. Thanks for your time. Get up your host, Alex. I love San Francisco. Keep clapping for Chris Sanders, everybody. Holy cow. That was a blast all the way from Florida. Your next pack, your next. I can't talk. I boy, I haven't even had a drink yet, and I'm already stumbling and unable to speak. Uh, cool. Uh, great. Uh, I'm just having a neurological breakdown. That's what's happening. Uh, <laughs> uh, your next act, everybody. Uh, here.
another San Francisco, uh, another San Franciscan. Please make some noise for James Yukawa, everybody. Clap real loud for James Yukawa. Yo, give it up for Alex. Alex, all the way from Montana. Holy shit. He has not stepped in human shit yet, you know? Not yet, but soon that'll happen. But I'm actually, yeah, no, I'm actually not from San Francisco. I live in Oakland, you know, Oakland. Yeah, Oakland native across East Bay. Oaklanders, come on, yeah, 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 East Bay. Fuck yeah. But yeah, um, I'm like most comics. I'm single right now. I'm on these dating apps, you know, and I feel like Tinder has sort of become like a sneak preview for all my Every other account is sort of like winky face emoji, water drop emoji, water drop emoji, water drop emoji, peach emoji. Like, I'm in my OnlyFans. I'm on Snapchat. Add me on Instagram. You know, like, I'm a wholesome Christian dude. I support sex workers, but I can't be swiping on ass and titties on BART during my morning commute. No. It's way too much stimulation. I haven't had my morning coffee yet. Jesus Christ. No. But honestly, though, I feel like um, I'm personally Team Hinge. Team Hinge. Anybody here on Hinge? Okay, hell yeah, everyone else, except for you, everyone else is in a wonderful relationship, I guess. Holy shit, yeah, Team Hinge. But I feel like people on Hinge are actually real people because they have job titles for jobs I've never heard of. It's like public policy manager for like a nonprofit, systems analyst, you know, things you gotta work with like a Microsoft spreadsheet. And I feel like people on Tinder, it's just like their bio is just sort of like airplane emoji, NYC, LA, Dubai. I'm like, what are you doing in Dubai? You don't look like you can work in the oil industry, girl. It's a very strange flight itinerary. Hmm. And it's just like an online content creator. I'm like, what is this online content you're creating? Let's, let me research about this. But honestly, though, like, uh, I matched with a girl on Hinge who was down for pegging. Does anybody know what pegging is? Oh, hell yeah, this is my audience. Yeah. Holy shit, normally it's like the Zoomers who are like, oh, I know all about pegging. And like, oh, you know, oh, what is it? I can inform me about that. You know, pegging is when a woman wears a strap-on dildo and fucks the dude. I'm open to new things, you know? Yes, I'll, I'll take whatever I can get. And I thought it'd be really romantic. You know, we go to the sex shop together as a couple, the first date. I'm like, oh, yeah, so... I like that one. It's very sensible and modest. It could fit in your tiny little handbag. That's the one I would want to choose. No, like, she DM'd me, and she already had one on deck. I'm like, whoa, whoa. But I thought that was really weird that she only had one. Because I thought if she was down for this pegging lifestyle, like, you walk into her apartment, and they're just, like, hanging on the wall, you know? Like, you know how, like, John Wick, he has, like, a wall of guns, like, a whole arsenal of guns? Like, he's got that big-ass grenade launcher, the medium-sized assault rifle, and the tiny little pistol. It gets the job done. It has a great personality. Sometimes John Wick doesn't always need that big-ass grenade launcher. A tiny little pistol works out, you know? Because this is my first time getting pegged. I don't want the ass blaster 9000. I don't want the tiny little guy. I want maybe two knuckles deep. Maybe, at the most. You know, it's like, uh, it's, it's her strap. It's her choice. I am very pro-choice. Except for when it comes to my asshole. You know? I want to have some bargaining chips here. I want to talk about the pol like the politics of pegging. I want to have some saying to this. You know? And also, I feel like she only has one peg. She probably pegged other dudes with that peg, you know? She probably has notches on the side of her bedpost. How many asses she's pegged? She's like, this is the ninth ass that I've claimed. But the first Asian one, yes. Hmm. 
But I mean, uh, yeah, I guess I'll take an informal poll. Like, guys, have you ever thought about getting pegged? Guys here, thought about getting pegged? Okay, some honest men in here. Fucking, eh, hell yeah, it's 2022, you know? You know, I mean, honestly, you guys, like, we're going to get our prostate exam. Might as well get a nut out of it. It's going to happen sooner or later. Fuck. It's inevitable. But yeah, what else? You know, uh, I'm like, any baseball fans in here? Baseball fans? Yeah, I like talking to baseball fans because, like, talking to them makes me feel less autistic. You know? They always have some, like, they're always, like, really, like, into, like, saber metrics. Always have some obscure fact. Like, a couple weeks ago, I was at an A's game, and one of the guys was just like, uh, 2003, Barry Zito almost pitched a perfect game against Kansas City Royals in a wild card matchup. I'm like, holy shit, Greg! How'd you know this fact? You don't even know your own girlfriend's zodiac sign. Jesus Christ. We had our priorities straightened out, man. But honestly, uh, baseball is the only sport that has something called the perfect game where absolutely nothing fucking happens. 27 up, 27 down. This, really, this is a really high-stake game of catch between two dudes. No hit home runs, no dingers, nothing. And all my baseball homies are like, oh, my God, James, you wouldn't understand the nuances. Like, you know what? I don't want sports for nuance, man. I listen to podcasts if I want some nuance in my life. And all my baseball homies are just like, oh, my God, this is so nuanced. I'm like, this sounds like some very spectrum behavior. Oh, no, you guys are all just jerking off the stats right now. But, yeah, what else? What else do I have? Wait, how much do I have right now, Alex? Minute and a half left. I talked about pegging. Talked about baseball fans being autistic. You know what? I feel like, yeah, my YouTube algorithm is getting way too good because I've been getting ads for BetterHelp, remote therapy. Yeah. And other ads, it's just sort of like seven signs you may be autistic. I'm like, holy shit, YouTube, what are you trying to tell me right now? Am I depressed and autistic or am I depressed because I am autistic? Like, is it a bundle deal or can I have one without the other, you know? Because I'm clearly not getting ads for, like, Joe Rogan meat sticks, you know, or, like, Planet Fitness. No. Like, YouTube looks through my fucking search history. is like, well, you watch anime. And ASMR videos are rugs being deep cleaned. You're probably on the spectrum, my guy. You know, like, this sounds very spectrum behavior. Yeah. And I'm like, YouTube, you know me so well. And it would be really weird, though, if I, like, came out to my parents. I'm actually 32. I look really young. It's the Asian, you know? But, yeah, it'd be really weird if I came to my parents, like, immigrant parents, and I'm like, you know what, uh, I may be autistic, you know? And they're just like, autism, what? Uh, autist, autist, uh, gay? I'm like, no, wait. We had this conversation back in high school. This is something completely different. But they'd just be, like, wondering, like, whether or not they're going to have grandchildren. I'm like, maybe. This probably still explains why I'm still single. But, all right, that's my time. Give it up for Alex Kaufman. I have not been pegged yet. My name is James Yukawa. Make some more noise for James Yukawa, San Francisco's very own. Very cool, very funny dude. Uh, he's absolutely been pegged. He's lying to you. Uh, <laughs> that was absolutely defense mechanism, for sure. Uh, your next act, folks, is also from Portland. Please make some noise for Danny Shy, everybody. Give it up for Danny Shy. I'm from Portland. I do know what pegging is. <laughs> Not what I want to talk about. <laughs> Not what I want to talk about. I, uh, you guys having a good day? 
I'm also having a hard time because uh, this morning, thank you, uh, this morning I did an entire stretching program made for a 50-year-old. I got almost all the way through it. Yeah, yeah, I'm as fit as a 50-year-old. Thank you very much. I just think we're like, if you need to be fitter than a 50-year-old, then there's no reason to live. Like, I feel, how, why? Why are these runners existing? Uh, cool, that's what I want to talk about. Uh, are you guys into conspiracy theories? Oh, good. I am coming on board. I am coming on board for sure. Uh, and I'm coming on board. I was uh, listening to the radio. I was, li- I was flipping channels on the radio, and I flipped, and all of a sudden I heard satanic feminists. And just, I was like, oh, I'm stopping now. Because I honestly have no idea what a satanic feminist is. But I heard it, and I was like, I think I'm one of them. I think. <laughs> I just got to imagine that a satanic feminist is a person that's like, oh, we believe in feminism so much that we are positive that Satan is a feminist, or as, is a woman. Like, Satan's definitely a woman, for sure. And, like, I know that. I have definitely been gaslit by kindergarten children, uh, girls, girl children, you know. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's eternal. That is definitely, I don't know if any three-year-old told you about your body weight. But you're like, that is a, a hell inside of my body now. I feel very bad about myself. Uh, Satan's a woman. Uh, that's, I, di- I didn't do that joke well. I apologize. I, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not going to feel guilty about it because I realized, like, while I was listening to that program, that if you believe in conspiracy theories, nothing's ever your fault. It's not <laughs> It's not your fault. And I know that because the reason they were talking about satanic feminists is because they were talking about school shootings. I know, real outdoor of a radio show. Uh, and they were ta- talking about this kid, and they were like, well, the guy, the poor kid, he didn't really do it. It's like satanic feminist fault. And I'm like, I don't. So you don't have to take responsibility for anything if you believe in conspiracy theories? Like nothing. Like my whole life I feel guilty. Like I don't take up like that spot on the airplane thing because I just feel like, well, they put their elbow there first. It's theirs now. I feel guilty if I touch their elbow. Other people are like, I mean, I genocided today, and that's satanic feminist fault. It's not. I'm fine. I need that power, you know? So now, just from now on, I'm like, well, I crashed into you, but it's definitely because you don't li- worship lizard people enough. And it's, uh, it's on you, you know? I am not apologizing. You're crying. It's the chemtrails fault. Like, the chemtrails make me mean, all right? I wouldn't be mean. It's the chemtrails, you know? Sure, I'm in jail for a crime, but it was my doppelganger that did it, for sure. If Hillary Clinton can have a doppelganger, I can too. Go find her. Think about it. Uh, I a while ago I heard about this uh, guy. Think about him regularly, like once a month. Uh, just every time I have my period, I think about him. Uh, because he was like he's a flat earther, you know. Uh, which like if I, I'm never gonna murder a person, but I definitely think I know some people that are gonna fall off the flat earth. You know, like I know some people uh, that I will just, well, I we went on a road trip and they just fell off. We just got real close. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, so he's a flat earther and he built himself a rocket. It was somewhere here in California. I don't know, but he built himself a rocket and shot him up in space. You know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. He didn't get very high. Like, he would have gotten a lot higher if he bought a plane ticket. Alright, so it wasn't like the best rocket. But I think about him regularly 
Uh, because, like, what science did the guy use? Because, like, every science I know mean believes that the Earth is round and that you got to shoot your rocket up higher, th- faster than the Earth, the gravity is pulling you down to hell, right? I can't even jump that high. Like, I just, I don't, I don't want to try. It's embarrassing, all right? I don't, I'm not going to show you. Uh, but so he shot, like, and here on Earth, uh, it pulls, we're pulled down to hell by gravity at 9.8 meters per second squared. That's what every, so- that's the entirety of rocket science today. All right, but that depends on a round Earth. And so he knows that the Earth is flat. Well, how, how did he do his calculation? He did, he did, again, not super high. He survived, though. He got to hang out with his cat. That was in the story. Yeah. I mean, like, I gotta imagine that he's got something better than birth control. Like, whatever science he's using has got to have a different birth control that I'm super into. I think. I don't know. I don't really want to know him. Do have some people I want to murder. That's just a. <laughs> I don't know if that's the appropriate tag, but we're going with it. Uh, thing about me, uh, I read at bars a lot. Because I like being with people, but I don't like when they talk to me and make me hate them. Another thing about me, I was raised on a farm, uh, and that means that I learned about castration decades before integrated. Yeah. My dad taught me when I was very little that I had not only a right, but a responsibility to choose who gets to be dad. You know? Yeah. Yeah. San Francisco thinks it's progressive. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> got nothing on my dad. <laughs> he had five daughters. He taught us all uh, how to remove some balls. Uh, so, uh, so the point is, I'm not good. I'm not good at the knowing how the girl guy interactions are supposed to go. You know, but I'm trying to get better because uh, Mayor recently told me. Uh, I'm not gonna tell which one. But it was it wasn't like the Portland one, but it was definitely one of the white ones from so you can probably narrow it down for, like it was a white dude mayor uh and he told me uh he told me uh that the reason that Portland's got a housing crisis and probably San Francisco too uh is that people like me aren't married uh and getting married and I don't know, yeah, he was a white dude mayor, so they know things right like I just I just got to believe him that I am, like, me living with several roommates is causing a housing crisis. Yeah, for sure. It's not like, whoa, yes, how dare me? So I'm working on figuring out this dating thing, and here's what I figured out thus far. That in a girl-guy flirting situation, my response, I'm the girl. That I, I knew that beforehand. Um but my responsibility is to be very impressed by the very unimpressive, all right? So if they, so, so if they, uh, I'm supposed to get off of here and you guys keep laughing, I can't finish my joke. Uh, thank you so much, it's been great. Anyway, the point is, if they interrupt my book reading, to give me their very long opinion about what I'm reading. I'm supposed to be like, oh my, that's a, how'd you learn to read? Can you please <laughs> teach me? <laughs> anyway, thank you. Give it up for your host. Thank you very much. Keep clapping for Danny, everybody. You know the drill. Very funny.
very funny. Your next act, everybody, come to the stage uh, here all the way from Boston, right? It's Boston. Give it up for Angela Sawyer, everybody. Make some noise for Angela Sawyer. Oh, hello. So nice to talk to you. How are you guys doing? You've seen a lot of comics. Are you okay? You doing all right? I'm so happy to meet you. Uh, I am a middle-aged lady. Uh, I'm 52, and this year I found out I could sweat from my eyelids. <laughs> going great. It's going okay. Nice to see all of you. Uh, I have uh, roommates, uh, which you're not supposed to do when you're my age. I think we all know. Uh, most people, uh, usually in their 30s, you like get a partner, move out of town, maybe get a dog, something like that. And me, I am just still going to weddings where I'm also the DJ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to tell you, uh, I read a cool article, and the news is so bad that it was so nice to read something that I liked to see. Uh, I read an article that uh, grocery stores and pharmacies around the country are starting to close their self-checkout machines and have people go through the register again. And I love that because I want to look you in the eye when I steal from you. You know, I want that human connection. I think it's important. I think it's important to have. Uh, I do have roommates. I've had a lot of roommates over the years. Um, uh, my favorite bad roommate that I ever had uh, was this guy, Dan, who got mad at me, moved out, and uh, when he moved out, he tried to karate chop me to death. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to politely explain to Dan that I had 130 pounds on him and it might not work. <laughs> I was like, okay. I do, I do like fat people. They're my favorite people. I think they're the nicest people in any room, in every room, because if we have a problem with you, we ate it already. You're safe. <laughs> You're so safe. So safe. I think fat people, we're like the pugs of human beings, you know? We're like adorably squishy and strangely wise and oh shit we can't breathe <laughs> good we're doing good uh <laughs> dan uh, the roommate who moved out he got mad at me uh he he accused me of stealing his crystal yeah which uh i did do <laughs> uh in my defense i thought they were i threw them away because i thought they were rocks <laughs> And I found out uh, if they're crystals, you put them in a case. That's the big difference, I found out. Uh, I, I've lived in a bunch of houses uh, around my the city where uh, my hometown. Uh, one place, mostly it's been punk rock houses. And if for whatever reason, if you don't know what that is, uh, a punk rock house is just a regular house that is not a home. <laughs> That's how that works. Uh, one place that I lived, I had 17 roommates. Yeah, way too many. At that point, you can't even learn their names, you know? I just knew them as porch guy and guy I always saw holding bread from the dumpster, you know? I'll let you guys get see which one you think was the worst one. Uh, there was a roommate in that same house who was a cop, uh, which I don't like. <laughs> Not cool. And then there was a guy who wrote a play for bees. <laughs> That's so confusing. <laughs> He didn't call it that. He called it a honey-infused ritual. <laughs> and I was like, I think that's a play for bees. <laughs> very, very confusing. Uh, also in that same apartment with 17 roommates, uh, one morning I came out of my bedroom to go to work, and uh, a teenager, like a 17, 18-year-old kid, had moved in to the hallway right outside my bedroom door. I just walked out to go to work, and there was somebody there. He just, like, put a bed up against a wall, 
they put a flag up against the bed, put a TV on the end of the bed, and just lay back and play video games in there. And I was like, well, okay, you know, whatever. We all got someplace to go, you know, it's cool. And then after two weeks, that kid got a girlfriend. He found some nice girl to, like, lie next to him and watch him play video games all day. And I was like, man, when this chick finds out she could fuck a guy with a door, it did not last, <laughs> is what I need to know. It did not last a long time. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm a middle-aged lady, and so the rule is you have to have middle-aged lady friends. That's how it works. But I think everyone should have a middle-aged lady friend. Because we don't give a fat shit. <laughs> we are fun. <laughs> it's an adventure. No one knows what will happen. Uh, <laughs> one of my middle-aged lady friends recently, she named her tits to empower herself. And I was like, only over 40 does that. Okay. <laughs> and she was like, Angela, you should do it. And I was like, I, I don't think. And she's like, no, you should do it. I was like, well, I mean, I guess I could go with Bert and Ernie. Could work for me, you know. I also, I like having friends who are much younger than me, people in their 20s and their 30s, especially in their 20s, because those people are better. <laughs> they're raised well, they're very nice. <laughs> uh, I had this long heart-to-heart -heart with this friend of mine who is barely 21 years old, so she's like 30 years younger than me, and sh we were talking and talking all night, and at the end, she let it slip that when she gives her boyfriend a blowjob, afterwards, she's like got tears running down her face can't breathe. And I was like, oh, oh, sweetheart, you know, you can suck dick mediocrely. Like, I'm not saying do a bad job, but you don't have to get an Olympian award. This is the truth, and I, you guys can take this advice. If you get a C- minus in gym, they still graduate. She's doing okay. <laughs> She's doing all right. Doing just fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, not too long ago, I, uh, I scored a, a normal job for the first time in my whole life. I got a job as a secretary. And that is just a job that comes with these glasses. <laughs> I walk down the street and people are like, ooh, I bet you can type. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, that's an okay job. Uh, mostly it just means that uh, I get phone calls on Teams when I'm trying to go to the bathroom or watch a movie in my house instead, you know? Uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, though, my favorite coworker called me up on Teams. Uh, I love her so much. Her name is Stacy. She is the salt of the earth, great person. And she calls me up out of the blue, and she goes, Hey, Angela, I noticed in your email signature it says your name, parentheses, she slash her, parentheses. What is that? And I was like, I mean, I love Stacy. She's from New Bedford, Massachusetts, and it's not her fault that town smells like bleach. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, no big deal. Uh, some people use they, them pronouns. Mine happened to be she, her, but it'd be more comfortable for everybody if we use them a lot. So I put them in my email. And she goes, oh, oh, I, I thought that's because everybody thinks you're a man. And I was like, right on, Stacy, you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk people do love to call me coach. <laughs> it's true. I think one of the reasons I get along with people who are much younger than me so well 
the people who are, are 20, 30 years younger than me, they grew up reading and writing Harry Potter fan fiction, you know, Potterotica, yeah. They, they, they did, I checked, they did. <laughs> and that I th that's a place where I feel like I really belong. I fit right in because they just look at me as the trans Hagrid. It works out great. Works out so beautifully. You guys are so much fun. Thank you. You've met trans Hagrid. Give it up for your host, Alex. He's the best. Clap more for Angela Sawyer, everybody. Come on. Wow. Just fantastic. We have, are you guys ready for your final comedian of the night? Are you guys ready for that? Yeah, let's get some more energy than that for your final comedian here all the way from Los Angeles. Give it up for Jay Stewart, everybody. Make some noise for Jay. Hello, hello, thank you. I am parked illegally. I have to pee. I just got out of the car from here. Hang on, I just need to do some stretching, get some stretches out. Thanks so much for being out here, guys. I'm the last person to go up. Wow. All right. Have they been saying this? Oh, oh, there's more. There's more to go. All right, good, good. I was going to say that wasn't quite what I would imagine a headliner would be brought up by, you know, but it's good. It's good. We got one more person coming. All right, this is great. This is great. Um, What's new with me? What's new? Started school. A little bit of a culture shock going back to school. I haven't been in school for like 10 years. Last time I've been in school, it was still okay to publicly enjoy movies produced by Harvey Weinstein. So a little bit of a culture shock there, you know, getting <laughs> going back into it. This guy uh, in my class, Nathan Young, cute, cute little guy, and he's like talking about beef. Like, oh, beef, I love beef. I know it's bad for the environment, but it's just so good. Yeah. What do pedophiles say, though, too, about kids, right? Like, oh, the environment. Um, I don't know. I got a, I got a new car. Yeah, 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 thank you, thank you. Got a new car. I got to admit, though, the uh, horn, pretty good. Anytime I go to use it, it's like, ah, uh, ah. Uh, like the one time this guy cut me off on the 405, and I just pressed it. I was mad at the guy, and he's just, oh, don't stop. Which is basically the exact opposite of what I wanted the guy to do in the moment. So, fuck me. I don't know. Um, you guys a fan of microdosing? Oh, yeah. Straight, straight and narrow. Never tripped in your life. No? Where were you? Lo location, not time in your life. Santa Barbara. Okay. That seems like a good place to do it. You know. Um, never again, though. I'm not even going to con continue the joke just because that was such a no response. It's okay, everybody. It's not that good of a joke. No, 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 no. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. What else do we got here? Um, I'm convinced that the greatest white rapper in the game right now is Kanye West. Um I'm my blood type is O negative, which means that people's lives depend on me not having gay sex. Um 
true. True. I'm at a good place in my life. My Instagram feed is entirely comedians, women in bathing suits, and people making chocolate chip cookies. It's good. It's good. I really can only control two out of three of those. Um, I can control three out of three if I switch my gender to female. Uh, switches up the algorithm there. I was on TikTok. I switched the, uh, my gender to female, and I, I had to take a break. I was like, let's start a business. <laughs> I feel motivated. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, I missed that tag. Oh, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Um, good to be back in San Francisco, though. I will say um, I have a lot of ups being in San Francisco. San Francisco, I used to live here for like two years. Um, uh, some lows, though. I mean, my, my car got stolen twice in six weeks. Yeah. Apparently, homeless people can drive stick. I had no idea. Two people, you know? Um, and the thing was weird, that, like, the second time that I called 911 to tell them that my car got stolen, I got a voicemail. I'd never expected before. I've never encountered that situation, right? Because when you call your therapist, they go, if this is an emergency, please hang up and call 911. There's no procedure for what if you call 911 and get a voicemail. What is the procedure? What do I do in that case? You know what I mean? I did get a call back in the morning, though. Nice old lady. Um... I think the most unrealistic thing about Batman is that the billionaires are walking through an alley. I'm talking about billionaires' parents. What billionaire walks in an alley? Ever. Like, any alley ever. Like, I, I would think it would be more plausible that he, like, got money to close off an alley just to walk through it. That seems more plausible. Why are they walking through an alley? I don't know. Um... LA, LA is a funny place in Texas. Oh, you're so good looking. I'm yeah, man, we look exactly alike. Of course, you think I'm hot. Like, at some point, you're just stroking your own ego. You know, I, I um, uh, ma'am, um, I went down there, smoked some toad venom. Yeah, yeah, it's this toxin. Yeah, sorry, you, you're not not your thing. Not your thing. It's all right. The, it was uh, three hundred dollars though. Smoke toad venom. The first time I thought heard that, I was like, three hundred dollars. Smoke toad venom. Gotta be illegal. <laughs> it was too much money. Uh, I did it anyways though. Changed my life. It was amazing. You should do it. Except for you. Um, but uh, everybody else though, that you the call. Um, why is, why, um, I feel like ants, aunts, ants, aunts, I feel like they're under-fetishized in the bedroom. You know, I just want one time, like, please, call me nephew. And someone is like, oh, I'm taking you home, thank you. Um, let's see, uh used to live in New York. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I, I had a lot of fun in New York. If you meet some weird people, I had a roommate call me the N-word all the time. I don't know how I was doing. People call me the N-word. I don't really have a stake in that. 
but I do love it. Like, secretly, I love it. If you call me the N-word, I'm like Jay-Z for the day or something like that. But I don't know. I mean, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird feeling to be called that. I don't have much stake in it. I'm just not trying to be the black people police, right? I'm not trying to be the black people police. I think if I was trying to be the black people police, I would just join the police, you know? I don't know. Um, that's my time. Give it up for your host. Thank you very much. I feel very welcome to be back in San Francisco. Thank you. Make some more noise for Jay, everybody. Uh, keep it going for Jay. I did not mean to lie to you. We do have one more comic. Uh, I didn't mean to lie. I do apologize for that. Uh, your next comic, I don't know where he's from. You're from here? Oh, sweet. We get to end it with a San Franciscan. Isn't that great? Isn't that fantastic? Hell yeah. Ending with a fantastic comic, San Franciscan. Give it up for Wes Chew, everybody. Make some noise for Wes. Here he comes. Make some noise for your city. Thank you, and uh, sorry for not checking in. Uh, yeah, uh, good to be here. Yeah, uh, good-looking crowd. Uh, it helps that uh, most of you are my friends. So my name's Wes, and uh, not too long ago, I uh, I came to accept a part of myself that most people that I am an asshole. Uh, are there any assholes in the audience tonight? Well, 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 well you, uh, don't be proud of that. No, don't be proud of that, okay? I, I'm not proud of that, okay? So I consider myself to be a, uh, a moral asshole. Uh, that means is that I like individuals, but people as a whole can fuck off. Uh, so I, I don't like it when people say or ask stupid questions in public. It hurts my brain. I don't know why, but I have this urge to try to like. Uh, for me, it's like it's kind of like trying to solve like a broken tube, and at the same time, while I'm trying to touch it, uh, I get shocked in the head, and it's it's really not a comfortable feeling. And the only thing I can do is provide a a snarky uh, non-answer that doesn't solve anything. So here's an example. Uh, my my uh, my girlfriend and I we were at. Uh, not too long ago at Petco, where the pets go. And uh, we were in the, the cat aisle, and we had a, a basket full of canned uh, wet cat food, just, just powers and powers of it. And the two of us were talking very loudly about our cat. Um, just, just a little bit more context. We got a cat recently. It, it don't say that. Uh, it, it's just really, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's only okay. Don't, don't defend the cat. Uh, and uh, <laughs> we were talking very loudly because we're loud people. Uh, like what to get the cat for food. Uh, we came to the discovery recently that uh, the cat, like myself, is also an asshole. And the reason he's an asshole is because for an animal, he's a very, very picky eater. I'm like, how can you be that picky when you make no money? So... And uh, while we're having this very loud discussion, uh, I noticed in the corner of my eye uh, two broke uh, college students. They're just 
buying very uh, basic uh, cat supplies. And I was like, I'm pretty sure they're, they're broke because, ooh, you can get that stuff at Amazon for cheaper. Uh, and uh, while we were arguing, uh, one of them comes up to us. Remember, we're at Petco, cat aisle, and a basket full of cat food. And one of them comes up to us and says, excuse me, do you have a cat? Ow, that hurt my brain so much. Uh, I was why I heard that question. I was trying to brain aneurysm, and oh god, I, I like I really wanted to say no. These are for me. I love cat food. Human food fucking sucks. Vegetables, get that out of the way, okay? Cooking is pretentious. Dog food tastes like shit, which makes sense because dogs like licking their own asses and eating their own shit. So cat food is is prime, okay? I love just getting one of them, cracking it open, and just sucking them down like raw oysters. Love it. Oh, I noticed that you're also uh, purchasing a litter box. Do you also like shitting in a plastic cube with the feeling of sand between your ass cheeks? Later on, scooping it up with uh, a plastic sip. I know it's a very satisfying uh, uh, process. That's why I do it myself, too. Do I have a cat? Are you, are you fucking kidding me? I, I'm in the cat aisle of a pet store. It's not like I'm in the cat aisle of like a grocery store where I like, you know, have my human shit with me, like vegetables and juices, and I'm like, happen to wander into the cat aisle. I'm like, oh, well. Wow, look at all this cat stuff. Oh, I wonder what it's like to have a cat. It's all, everything's all cute and shit. That's why you can ask me, because that's just confusing. But no, okay? Pet store, cat aisle, basket full of cat food. Do I have a cat? I fucking better. Otherwise, I might be a serial killer. Uh, like I previously mentioned, I don't like it when people say stupid shit in public. I have a story for that, too. Uh, one time I was waiting in line to uh, be seated for brunch. I said, and I like brunch, okay? I love a good Benedict. Anyways, the person right in front of me was trying to uh, impress his friends, and this is what he said. Well, anything can be a startup. Just look all around you. Hell, this restaurant can be a startup. No, that's not how it works, okay? Restaurants don't have uh, venture capital funding, okay? There's no uh, series A, B, and C, okay? And you know that uh, restaurants aren't rolling in dough, okay? Not only that, but we all know that what's plaguing our uh, Bay Area and San Francisco, this is one group of people. It's called restaurant bros. You know those exist, right? How they boast about how little money they make afterwards. Oh, just like talking about how great it is to work 12 to 14 hour shifts every day, weekends. What the fuck are those? Destroying our culture with delicious food. Oh, God, this carbonara is so great, but so, so problematic. Now, the term you're looking for is small business, okay? That small business and, you know, Crank down the uh, arrogance down to like let's say a two. Who would sound better? Anything can be a small business. You're absolutely right. 
but no. He said startup. Not only that, but he said it in a very arrogant manner, okay? You're trying to impress your friends how smart you are. Instead, you sound like an idiot, okay? And just going by that logic, uh, if anything can be a startup, why not say that about uh, giving birth to a kid? And clearly, uh, his parents uh, invested poorly in sperm, egg, and money into his existence. Who wants to invest in stupid comments? That's all I'm trying to say. Oh, God. So, anyways, what I'm trying to say is don't say stupid shit in public. Don't. And don't ask stupid questions either. Just be a little bit more observant. Otherwise, an asshole might be making fun of you on stage. My name is Wes. Thank you so much for having me. Keep clapping for Wes, too, everybody. Holy cow. Closing out the show. This has been a great time. Give it up for yourselves for coming out here for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Give it up for yourselves, everybody. Come on, clap for yourselves. Please give it up for Mutiny Radio. Just a fantastic spot that they're doing this. This is sick. And uh, one last time for all the comics that you saw tonight, everybody. Please give it up for everybody that you saw. Thank you so much. Uh, I think that there is going to be a tip jar. I need to find where that's supposed to be. Uh, I wasn't given a lot of instructions. If you do want to donate extra money to the comics, we're just going to disperse that to them. Feel free. Uh, thanks again. Huh? Or Venmo. Oh, yeah, or Venmo it to, well, actually, no. Uh, yeah, Venmo it to Mutiny, too. That could be cool. Uh, whatever you want. Uh, but tip. Yeah, but please tip the Cunningidians. Uh, this has been a blast. You're all fantastic. I've been Alex Kaufman. Have a great night. Thanks.
song, my turn-ons are dancing in the dark, pissing on a lark, and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of Dames. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. You've picked a winner again. Wow. We're here on Mutiny Radio as we stream every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. You can listen to us by typing in mutinyradio.fm and hit listen live. We are also available as a podcast at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, our acronym, and we are on iTunes. Also, I should mention, Carl, there is a way that you can find the live stream feed uh, uh, M3U uh, address and add it into your uh, podcast, Uh anything that listens to live feed. So you can listen to it separately from the the browser. But you can just go to mutinyradio.fm. That's the quickest way to listen to us live. Or download our podcast. You can get the link there. You could also uh, donate. Hit the donation button. We appreciate you donating to via Patreon or at, through Venmo at Mutiny Radio. Carl, we are watching a full-length movie on YouTube with mm-hmm. our audience. We mm-hmm. ask the audience to listen to the podcast and then watch the movie on YouTube at the same time. At mixed same media. Time. We're we're reappropriating media. We want to watch a movie with you. And apparently, this movie is a real winner. <laughs> uh, Carl, what is the movie this week? <clears throat> this week, we will be watching You Must Be Joking, 1965. That's what you put in YouTube search engine. You Must Be Joking, 1965. The channel we like is Michael Keeley. All right. Michael Keeley is the channel on YouTube. Go ahead and type in You Must Be Joking, 1960. You Must Be Joking. 1965, once you find that link, click it, hit pause, move the timer to the left, and then wait for us to say go. That's a lot to do, but don't worry. We are very excited to bring up our one of our great features, Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Chris Warren. Welcome, Chris. Hey, everybody. My name's Chris Warren. So happy to be here with the great Carl. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great, and I love that you started that way. I even asked you to start that way because that's the way you start your stand-up routine. I'm curious. You always seem to start the same way. What's going on there? Yeah, so that's something I've, I've pretty much been doing since I started stand-up. Uh, what happened was when I, like, on the first month of stand-up, I would just do comedy at these open mics and like bars and restaurants where people were not expecting comedy, didn't want comedy, were you know yeah. ordering drinks, having side conversations, uh, and you know it was hard to get their attention. So I would just start the set off by yelling you know my name as loud as possible. <laughs> they they they'd look over and then I knew I had like about thirty seconds to hook them. Yeah. So it, was, <laughs> it was just by necessity, honestly. It's a technique. I hear you. It's not branding. It's not marketing. It's hooking them. Exactly. And now people come to expect it. You know, 
can't let the people down. You cannot, right? That is the first rule of Chris Warren. Now, you are not a Jersey comedian. That's who I'm often interviewing on this show. You are a Connecticut comedian. Now, what town do you live in out there? I live over in the beautiful, sunny city of Bridgeport, Connecticut. Rock the 203 every day, baby. <laughs> so that's really far. Now, the thing is that, like, I count you amongst, like, our clique. I mean, we've got common friends, right? We've got Luke Rothschild. we got Anthony Quinn. I mean, these are Jersey, New York. Well, those two are New York, right? But y why is it that you travel so far uh, to come here for comedy? Um, well, I just think, for, you know, everyone does comedy a little differently. For me personally, I uh, I want to get in front of new places as much as possible, right? Because it's like Connecticut, where I'm from, not the biggest state. We have a we have a nice scene. I, you know, I like Connecticut's comedy scene, but it's not very mm -hmm. big. It's like the same 20 people I see at the same four mics every week. Uh, so that's, you know, that gets to be old pretty quick, and there's only so many shows that are booking out of Connecticut. So... At a certain point, you know, there's only so much you can do. You got to get out, go somewhere different. So if I can go to, you know, if I can only do four mics a week in Connecticut, that's not really enough to uh, try to get better, in my opinion. So it's, okay, I'll go to Jersey this week. I'll go up to Massachusetts this week, out to Rhode Island sometimes, over to, you know, the Hudson Valley, over to New York City. It's like all these places are roughly an hour, hour and a half away. It's not the end of the world, so I might as well get out, try different things, and you meet all sorts of new comics like yourself, Carl, make new connections, uh, get in yeah. new rooms. You know, I've, uh, I've, I've got, had a very good experience with going to new places. Now, way back when, it was pre-pandemic, a bunch of comedian, co Connecticut comedians, maybe four or five of you, would show up at the Reserve Club once or twice. And, and uh, some of those Connecticut comedians were on Late Night with Anthony Quinn. They were on uh, King of the Mountain at Scotty's in, in Springfield. They've all withered away. You're the guy who keeps coming out. This is dedication to craft, and I commend you for it. Well, I, I appreciate that. Uh, to be honest with you, a lot of those guys um, just don't do comedy anymore. Um, wow. Huh. Pandemic, yeah. or who knows? Uh, some of them, the pandemic... I mean, everyone's different. Just kind of taught them that this wasn't really what they wanted to be doing with their life, and that's okay. You know, that's their choice. Some of them moved because of the pandemic. I mean, a lot of people, some of them just disappeared. I, I you know, haven't heard from them since, so you never know. Yeah. So I think it's really great that you come out an hour and a half isn't too much. That's certainly true. And you get yourself in front of a bunch of strangers. See if your jokes work to a different group of people. Exactly. Okay, now. Chris Warren, how do people find you out there on the internet, out there in social media, the Instagrams, the Snapchats? Uh, yeah, you can find me at Chris Warren Comedy on Instagram. That's Chris Warren Comedy. Uh, and I post all my shows up there. All my dates for the month are up there. So you can come find me mm -hmm. doing shows uh, all over New England, New York, New Jersey. So hopefully somewhere near you, come out and say hi. Now, we just did a show together. Right. Uh, we went down there, the, the open mic. I, it, they never canceled it, even though the host didn't show up because of a COVID fear or something. We got up in front of a day, bunch of strangers, the three of us, right? Luke, you and I. And it went horrible, I felt, right? Nobody was paying attention. This is the stuff that toughens you up, yes? Yeah, I mean, that, uh, I mean, it sucked. But, you know, that is... Uh... 
as much as it'd be fun, right, to do mm -hmm. a real show in a real club every night, that's uh, not where we're at right now. So you got to do some open mic comedy every now and again, and uh, open mic comedy can be very brutal. And that was a night, perfect yeah. example. This uh, we were at this little dive bar in New Jersey, Raritan, uh, Raritan, New Jersey, Mike. Raritan, New Jersey, and uh, there were a bunch of guys watching the college football game, <laughs> and they did not like that comedy was interfering with that very much. That's right. That's right. And they just came out to you know, their local watering hole, and we invaded, and, um, but it, it toughens you up, it, it, it was still, you know, and you worked the crowd, I really didn't hear, I heard material towards the end, but you knew, you read the room, and you started with your intro, and you, and you worked the crowd, I thought that was very, very uh, clever, I didn't do that. I, I appreciate that, Carl, yeah, it's just, um, I've done comedy in so many weird places, like, you know, there's just you kind of read when a room is not wanting comedy. It, it, it doesn't really benefit you to do a setup punchline kind of joke because they're yeah. not paying attention. So you want to try to uh, get them involved as much as possible. And granted, they didn't give me very kind answers to my attempted <laughs> crowd work with them. Uh, a lot of fuck off. But, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do is exactly what you did. Okay, now, out there on Instagram, it's Chris Warren Comedy. Now, Chris, everyone at home, is poised to watch this movie. They're ready to press play at the exact same second that we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Chris Warren, and give me that celebrity comedian countdown. All right, will do, guys. Everybody ready? Hands on the remotes. Three, two, one, play. All right. Is this simply movie's logo going to be in the entirety of this movie? This is Columbia, and it um, will not be the entirety. Okay, that's good. Oh, yes, yeah, Simply Movies? Yo, that guy? Yeah. 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 That's what yeah. he did to us. Well, Dude, at least you brought us. That is the woman from Hudson Hawk. <laughs> that's exactly right. In the opening right. credits. You know, in this opening credits. Oh, these are real people. I don't know who he is. I know that guy, Lionel Jeffries. That's right. You do. These you are all. Our show. Oh, really? Was... There's a. Uh... The butler from Training Places, I recognize yeah, him. Yeah, saw him on our show. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, special appearances, not just starring. Right, special they're like well-known English guys, and they show up. Ooh, our... now introducing. These credits are going crazy. Oh, and guest star. We have yeah, a guest star. Yeah, but he's not a guest star. He's throughout the whole thing. I don't get that. They had special appearance of introducing. Right. Yeah, uh, then guest star. It's very British. Is this a movie like or that. TV show or it's variety special? And they shot in black and white because it was cheaper and it was accepted. I mean, we've had color since the 30s, but people would still have a black and white TV. They would go to a black and white movie. It was done to save a lot of money. That's absolutely right. There was, you know, you had color TV, but most people have black and white TVs. Mm-hmm. That's why you would see these commercials on for television for color television shows in black and white. They just figured either way it's going to reach the audience. Why pay in color? Are, are these the actual people you think? Yes. Michael Winner. He's the director. And he came up with this idea, this story. He got someone to script it for him. Right. 
he would go on to do Death Wish and it's like two of its sequels. Yeah, no, I remember him from the Electric Boogaloo, the Canon Pictures story. He passed away, unfortunately, when the film was released uh, by 2014. <laughs> he wasn't introduced, but a lot of people had a lot of negative stories about him and his director style and just the way he was uh -huh. uh, on Death Wish and just the kind of nihilism that his stuff had. And That's I good. I know that he was like a celebrity restaurant critic, and he has a lot of Me Too like charges. Paper, right? Yeah. There's a little bit of a celebrity. Yeah, he was on TV a lot, and he would go on talk shows and be snobby. Okay, so this uh, general just showed up who says is a special guest. He's not. And he's like, you there! <laughs> Where's the man I was promised? Begging your pardon, sir? Thank you! <laughs> you know, it's almost, is that, carry that, on! Are you <laughs> doing your Terry Thomas impersonation? Yeah, he showed up to pick up. Right now he's like, oh, dreadfully sorry to interrupt your, your car, you know, meeting of the minds. <laughs> he re he reminds, yeah, he's great. And he it's was in... Yeah, precisely. It's 1,600 hours. It is now 1,620 hours. He, re he reminds me of, uh, uh, well, I I'll, I'll say once the plot line is revealed but there's a john uh cleese movie with a scavenger hunt and john right. cleese plays the guy who introduces the instructions and he does it you know in a normal terry thomas-esque manner right right now this guy terry thomas was he he's throughout the whole thing he was the english character actor you know him well you see the gap in his teeth he was in sure. mad world right right which was like two years ago from this movie like 63 now, he's not a star, this guy we're meeting. He's an American. He's not the star of it, but he is, like, uh, Colombians fisted on having him. They thought he was going to bring it to America. Well, I never heard of this movie, so I guess it didn't succeed. Yeah, that's right. And and, and the director says some snotty thing about him. <clears throat> right. What a winner. Okay. You know, okay. I can. Uh, Charles Schneer liked the Hackney script. Agreed to make it as the deal you had with Columbia. Columbia insisted that Michael Carlin play a lead role. Winner called the actor a nice fellow who didn't sell the film in America and didn't help it in England either. Ooh, so meow. 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 Goodness. Uh, Sit up maybe, in your chair. Maybe that was just poor direction. So we have uh, a Scotsman, an American. Yeah, we're meeting another guy who has to report to this base for some reason. All right. And we're just learning he's like silly, over pompous, military, takes himself too seriously, is a little delusional because of it. No, uh, and he's wearing a kilt, so he's going to, there'll be some up kilt shots, I imagine. Well, this is an army. Someone's bound to get kilt. Oh, you know, in this world, it's kilt or be kilt. <laughs> it's helter helter out there. Man, that's the one great thing about cocktails are the garnishes. Like you can get the pickled cauliflower. With your you can finger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Olive hey. bloody berry with yeah. olives deep in the goo. <laughs> I have to use my finger. Hey, well, can you give me a celery so I can get the carrot the olives out? Thanks. Hello, I'm Fitzroy Tabasco. Tabasco. Now these guys aren't supposed to recognize everybody, right? Like this is well, one of the... 
you certainly recognize denim and no, you're not. If you were English, yes, you'd know him. Right. Also. Like there, if we were watching, Kidman, he was in Dick Van Dyke. Um, he was in our movie in um, the Prisoner of Zenda. Right. That's right. Oh, right. He was in Prisoner of Zenda, the the Scottish guy here. Yeah, and Mary Different. was it Mary Poppins? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. He was the grandfather of Dick Van Dyke. That was an amazing. I, I'm still waiting for them to make a car like Chitty Chitty. <laughs> Everybody knows you and Cars got that bang bang. People always derail that movie, but you know what? Stop making kids movies. Maybe we won't have to deal with that. You gotta crank out movies for children year after year. Or are you gonna come up with Chase Bang Bang? How about we just <laughs> stop? Kids have plenty of movies. Just reissue them. Save money. Near, far, in a motor car. I'm not sure what that is from. Oh, did you bang bang? Oh right, okay. I all I remember is uh, what did you bang bang? We love you. Chitty bang bang, we love you. When I saw as a kid, car in a motor car. Oh, that's the next line. We love you. As a kid, I'm like, this is the worst movie I ever saw, and then I oh really? Whoa! I had an erection. It was like my first bad movie. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening? I was fooled by that movie, and it was all colorful, and then it fucking blew. Right, but it was terrible. Oh, all right. Yeah, well, I'll have to rewatch it. Maybe I'm it's sure time. it won't hold up for me. And I was just a little kid. Right. I bet you I, I like it because I was like, I hardly had a good run. I love those two lyrics from that song. So what are they They're planning? So this is the plot. They they hired they got all these military guys from different countries or what have you. Yeah. Are they like all like army or navy or? They're all the branches, and then you got the my fair lady guy up there, the general being yeah. like, "This is the age of nuclear war." However, I'm sure you would agree that there wouldn't be a scrape on the ground or two. So like the idea is, you know, how do we test you? Uh, your medal as a soldier. So what they're going to do is pretend that there was a nuclear bomb. The country is devastated. They have to go out with a list of six scavenger hunt type things to put into a, like a time capsule and be buried forever to preserve England. Oh, like a bag of chi- uh, crisps? <laughs> yes. Because one of them is like ducks. Like uh, in many English houses, they have these ceramic ducks hanging on the wall. Oh, that's okay. great. So I would get you know, a Billy Bass face. <laughs> right? No, you but, know the hood ornament on the Rolls Royce? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's one of them. Oh, like the BC Boys. Remember the uh, people in England were like stealing the Volkswagen uh, logo yeah. from the cars because they could dress like 1987's BC Boys? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um. Okay, so... You, they also, one of them is a lock of hair and an autograph from this French porn singer named Sylvia Tarnett. Now, why is that English? I don't know. Well, we saw a lot of, like, we like to watch movies from England during the 60s, especially, like, the swinging, yeah. you know, London scene and yeah. the sex comedy. So maybe that's that angle. The greatest but, thing for me about this film is all the accents. Which we're not going to listen to for the most part. Right. So they're, they're, he's saying, like, if there's a nuclear bomb, 
we want to see you guys collect 